Today, we're going to talk about how to make the best out of your worst. How to make the best out of your worst. Now, let me say this. I am not here tonight or this afternoon, this evening to tell you a message about how to make your worst the best. That's not, that's not this. This is not how to make your worst your best. This is how to make the best out of your worst. And there's a vast difference. We're going to talk about a few things. Tearing up these people table. We're going to talk about a few things and then I'm going to let y'all go. It's a little windy out here. Y'all know me. I, I'm cold natured. I get chill bumps and everything. But we're going to talk about how to make the best out of your worst. How to make the best out of your worst. Now, there are going to be so many people on and so many people watching this. All of us have something in our lives that we can classify as being the worst thing that has ever happened to us. Okay? We all have those testimonies. I don't have time for us to type them and we to read them out. If you want to put what your worst is, write it down on your paper. Or you can even um, make it a part of a, a public record, I guess you can say. And you can type it in the comments about what your worst is and identifying that. Um, all of us have had horrible things um, to happen to us. Um, and to, cl to, to, to clarify something as well, my worst is not going to be your worst. And as people, we have to remember that when people are are confiding in us or people are in conversation with us or um, we're trying to empower and help people we have to remember that just just because my you cannot categorize my worst with your worst anybody who you are talking with and dealing with you have to be careful what you say and how you look your body language when someone is sharing with you and talking with you about their worst. Don't shun it. Don't, you know, have that uh, facial expression that um, their worst is, is minor. Don't minimize someone else's experience. You can't do that and expect them to be completely honest with you. You can't downplay someone's experiences um, because I'm going to share some testimony with you tonight or today that you may not even think is a horrible or a really, really bad situation. You might say, well, oh, I done went through more than that. Well, this is going to be, this is where you have to differentiate uh, between what's your worst and what's someone else's worst. By definition, worst, write this down, W-O-R-S-T, worst means the most serious, unpleasant thing that has happened to you. The most serious or unpleasant thing that has happened to you. That means it can be quote unquote simple to someone else 
But when we're talking about your worst, we're talking about your worst, the most serious thing that has ever happened to you. Right now, I want you to take a few seconds and I want you to think back over your life. I want you to think back over your life. And remember yesterday we talked about how we need to identify our strengths and our weaknesses. And I want you to think back over your life. And for some of us, we don't have to think long to identify the worst thing that's ever happened to us. And I want you to think about what that worst thing is. Just take a moment. And and I want to put you back um, in a place because the only way that we can... Um, this is going to work is you be completely honest. I want you to think about uh, the worst thing that's ever happened to you. Now, if you're by yourself and you want to verbalize that thing, verbalize it. Not if you want to. If you're by yourself or if you're with or around people that you trust with it, I want you to openly acknowledge what your worst thing is. I need you to put a voice on your worst being molested by my pastor. I'm giving you some time because some people may may take you a second to kind of get it out. And that's okay. Right. Okay. So now you've identified your worst. Now, a lot of people have asked me over the years, how can you find something positive out of being raped? How can you find something positive out of being molested? How can you find something positive um, out of being um, cheating on, cheated on, or beat on, or abandoned by your parents or your guardians? How do you find the positive in that? How do you find the positive in having an abortion or abortions? I'm going to talk about that a little bit tonight, too, because that's been sitting heavy on my chest, too. Just just a little bit. How do you find that? That was the question that someone asked me. How do you find the positive? And I've been asked it multiple times. How do you find the positive in such heinous acts? There is nothing positive about being raped. Let me, let me change that. There's nothing positive about rape. There's nothing positive about molestation being the victim of molestation there's nothing positive about well i mean i gotta be careful with my prepositions there's nothing positive about abandonment neglect child abuse domestic violence there's nothing positive in the word or the act write that down there is nothing positive in the act When we think about the terms and the terminology that we use to describe things, you can't find anything positive about the act. Today, we're not focusing on the act. When we say, when I say, I won't say we, when I say making, you know, how do you make the best out of your worst I'm not asking you to find the positive or I'm not asking you to make like I said in the beginning your worst your best 
But you have to find the the best means the most. That's what we're going to talk about. We're going to talk about two um, two different um, aspects of best: most and effective. Most and effective. So it's not that I'm telling you that your rape or your molestation or your abuse, your abandonment, your church hurt is going to be the best thing that's happened to you. That's not what I'm saying. What we're going to talk about is how do you make the most out of your worst one of the first things that you have to remember is there are certain things in your life that you're holding on to that's causing you not to be able to live to your fullest potential not to be able to reach certain places in your life that you have the ability the skill and the quality to achieve and even to become so when we, what we're going to look at is you've proven not to other people you've proven to yourself already that you have what it takes to live with it so I'm gonna I'm gonna stay I'm, I'm gonna use me you know, as a prime example in this is that how I've proven for 30 plus years, well, not that long, 20 plus years that I can live with being molested, right? You, right where you sit, no matter how long ago it was, how difficult it was, or how unmanageable it seemed, you've already proven to yourself that you can live with it. Living with it hasn't been a problem for you. Living with it hasn't been uh, life... Oh, I'll take that back. In a sense, it hasn't been life-threatening, meaning you have not been successful with taking yourself out of here or taking other people out of here. You've managed to live with it. Okay? How do you make the best, though, out of your worst? The first thing that you have to do is be honest. Be honest with how you feel. Be honest with how it made you feel then and how it makes you feel now. Um, I'm going to switch gears. I'm going to be back and forth a little bit today. Um, it's not because I, I don't have anything to say. Or I'm losing my train of thought, but I want to make sure I stay uh, broad enough and general enough so I can so I can help everybody on when when I was in the prime of my life in terms of being a teenager and had an opportunity to play college ball pretty much anywhere I wanted to go right so I chose the University of Florida uh, in Gainesville because it was going to be um, a neutral place for me to be at Okay, so I had sex and ended up getting pregnant uh, the summer before my senior year in high school. 
okay? So, when I found out I was pregnant, I got to be honest with you. No matter how much church I had been to, no matter how much word I had received, how much knowledge I had received, how smart I was, I thought about abortion. And I thought about it hard because I was looking at what I was going to lose if I continued the pregnancy. And I had to really, really, really pray and think long and hard about what my move was going to be because at that particular time, I was experiencing the worst thing that could happen to a student athlete, a female student athlete. And of course, I made the decision to keep my oldest son, all right? Now, the worst thing has happened. I'm pregnant. The preacher's child, the deacon's child. I'm pregnant. I'm I'm being highly recruited. Now, I don't know what is going to happen. How do I tell these people that I'm not going you're not going to be able to come and watch me play my senior year? Okay? Reluctantly, I told, we told my parents, right? Or our parents. And one of the things that I had to think about is where do I go from here with the most, remember, remember what we talked about, what I talked about in the beginning is your worst is the most serious and unpleasant thing that has happened to you. Not to anybody else has happened to you. And so what I made the decision to do, I had to be honest. First step, being honest. I had to be honest about where I was, about what I was going to have to do. I was going to have to make a choice. Do I continue with the pregnancy and lose the scholarship or do I have an abortion? And it was what I had been taught. I told y'all I was trying not to go to church, but I'm, some things I'm just going to have to do, okay? Don't hold it against me. I ain't no liar, but don't hold it against me. It was what I had been taught, what was in my heart, what I believed that helped me make my decision. Because sometimes, what you believe is stronger than what you're going through. I'm going to give you a moment to think about that. It wasn't deep, but I'm just going to give you a moment to think about it. Because what I wanted to do was have an abortion. What I wanted to do was to go and play college ball. What I wanted to do was to continue on my path to becoming a, a college athlete and play in the WNBA. That's what I wanted to do. But what I had been taught and what I believed as the right thing to do kept me from making that decision. So there are going to be some things in your life that you're going to want to do. That your flesh and everything about your plans, you're going to want to do. But what you believe and what you've been taught will have you go do things to the contrary. You understand what I'm saying? There are a lot of people who have been in bad marriages. I'm going to come get you now. I'm going to come find you where you at now. 
There are people that have been in bad marriages that have really, really, really wanted to leave. But what you have been taught and what you believed deep within you wouldn't let you leave. Now I'm gonna tell you something that's finna, that's finna, you're gonna have to write this thing down cause this is gonna be good. It takes discipline. It takes strength to stay in something that you have the ability to come out of. Lord, please, Jesus, help me. It takes strength and discipline to stay and remain in something, in an atmosphere, in an environment, in a relationship, in a situation, when you have the ability to come out. Because coming out is really what you wanna do. Walking away is really what you wanna do. But the discipline, because you understand that there's a benefit, there's a reason why I can't walk away from this worst. It's not the worst. It's the process of the worst. We talked about that last night. It is the power of the, that process, that lesson, that experience. Listen at this. We talked about this statistic yesterday. I think it was the day before yesterday. We talked about this, that everybody can go. I don't care what they say. Everybody cannot go through what you went through. Nobody, everybody can go through what you're going through right now and not crumble and not break down and not fall away. Everybody don't have it in you. What what you're going through, all of it. Write it down, write it down, write it down. There's an experience right now that you're going through that other people, if they knew the totality, they, if they knew the depth of the pain, the headache, the frustration, the heartache, the disappointment, if they knew the totality of what you were facing and what you were in, they would be amazed at your strength. And to think that you're going through all of this and you're not acting out of character. You're going through all of this and you're not getting, you're not blowing up. You're not, you know, you're, you're, you're ready to pull your hair out. You want to leave. You want to move. You want to go. But, whoo, how to make the best out of your worst. The first thing you got to do is you have to be honest. You have to be honest. You have to be honest. And we talked about this yesterday. You have to find somebody that you can be honest with, that you can tell your truth to, and they not look at you crazy because you, they, you know, because some people are automatically think that you're supposed to know how to deal with it because of how you carry yourself because of your persona, because of what you represent for so many other people, because of who you are for other people. So they're sitting, listen at your worst and, and some people don't know how to handle it. So you gotta make sure that you can go to somebody that you can be completely, that you can be completely honest with. But you got to be honest with yourself. I know when I, when I first began to, um, understand that it's important to acknowledge what what what's hurt you and what's caused you your worst pain you know once once I started to make that decision to 
confront and address it, not with other people, but with myself. Because there were times that, you know, when, when we go, we're going through a trying and difficult time, it's just for, for a lot of us, it's so easy for us to put it on the back burner and act like it don't exist. Put it on the back burner and act like it is, it's, it's not happened. And we move on. We, we'll work over it. You know, we'll help other people on top of it. You know, we just, we just, you know, put stuff on, on top of it. We pile stuff on top of it. A, a commonplace analogy. You keep sweeping that stuff in the corner, putting it up under the rug. Eventually, it's going to have a bulge. Eventually, you're going to have a blow up. Eventually, you're going to have a breakdown. And so for me, that's what I did. I just played ball on top of it. You ain't know. It was at night. It was at night that it hit me the worst. Because at night, I was no longer busy. Say that with me. Busy. That's why things hit you. You know, for some people... You know, you have more time in the day to be, you know, in solitude and, and be by yourself. You know, so you, you, you know, you, you, through the day or throughout your time, you're active at work. You're busy, 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 busy. It's easy not to focus on it. It's easy not to address it. But whenever you get in the confines of your home, it, it bothers you. It breaks you. I, I, I bet you there were times when I believe I cried every night, every single night, because I didn't, I didn't know at that time. I didn't know how to, I didn't know how to face or confront, um, and, and deal with it positively. So my, my, my thing is, is what I want to do with the rest of my life and with the platforms and the opportunity that God gives to me. Um, it, with the influence that I have is to help people where I was helpless in situations where um, I was helpless. So that's what all of this is about. So, you know, there's, there's so many of us, we, we, we talked about it yesterday that we're help for other people when we, when we are in desperate need of help. And then guess what? Guess what? Because of the the pains that we've experiences experienced guess what type of businesses and careers and professions that you normally find yourself engaged or involved in go on type it anybody know the answer go on type it when you've experienced your worst when you've experienced a, a traumatizing event what usually, what type of work do you normally get in? I'm going to bring it home in a minute. Something related. Helping others. Good one, Eric. Exactly. You get into a field where you are helping others. Because when we're busy helping others, it helps relief, helps release 
some of the built up frustration and pressures that we have. That's the, that's the reason why I got into the line of business I'm in. Help those that went through what you did. Yeah, yeah, you do. You do. That's the reason why I got into this field because you understand the dynamics and not necessarily the same field, but in helping others. Okay, so let's go, let's go back to how do you make the, the most out of your worst? The first thing you have to do is be honest. That's, that's the first thing you have to do is be honest. The second thing that you have to do in order for you to, to move is you've got to find, yes, that's right, Lori, support others with like experiences. Yes, whenever, whenever you're trying to make the most out of your worst, well, make the best out of your worst, you have to find some evidence, okay? What is this evidence? The evidence is what, what will it take to prove to you that you can still function and you can still move forward what's the evidence we talked about this the other day about how you it's time for you to put on your badge and investigate your past put on your badge and investigate your past and what that means is when i talk about finding evidence what that simply is is you've got to go back and search for pieces of the puzzle those pieces of the puzzle are going to be difficult and then we're going to talk about it I'm glad Eric is on here to be to be honest. Um, Eric Condry. Um, listen, when you when 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 you're talking about making the 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 best out of your worst, you have to be able to find pieces. This is just this is just one of those honest things that you have to do. You gotta go back and be able to deal with the evidence. The who, the what the where the when and the how the who the what the where the when and the how you've got to go back and and get this because this is the only way you're going to be able to put the pieces together put the pieces together to be able to understand to understand how you get in this situation, how you get in this in this current state, how you get in your worst, you got to go back and look. What is it? Who hurt you? Who caused this? Who put you in that place? Who did it? And not only do you find out, you know, who did it, why does it hurt so bad? Someone you trusted, someone you respected, even, this is key, even if it's yourself. Because sometimes we hurt ourselves. We put ourselves in situations and predicaments that we should. Now, I'm not talking about, about the times that you were taken advantage of. I'm talking about the times that the things that we do on our own that causes us uh, tremendous problems. You have to go back to that. Everybody don't have the same story. Everybody don't have it now. But we want to talk about what time is it? We want to we want to go back and find out this, the what. You got to be able to acknowledge the what. 
What was it? Why do you consider that your worst? What was it? And for some people, it's not just one thing. It's a, a toolbox of things. It's a toolbox of things. And yes, it's, it, it's, it's painful to have to go back and touch on those situations in your life. But at some point, you got to do it. And for some people, you've already done it. For some people, you've already done it. But in order to in order to make the most out of that, you've got to be able to go back and tap into it and find the what. You got to find the how, the when. When did it happen? When did your worst happen? And I know for some people, like you know, we think about um, um, people that lose loved ones, and and it comes at a time when it's quote unquote unexpected not someone who has uh, a chronic illness someone you know like of that nature someone who's lived 90 years and they go you know they they pass away um for some people it's the death of a loved one that's the worst thing that's happened to them you know and and, and remember too um, that different stages in our lives may present another worst. So as a teenager, as a young child, you may have dealt with abandonment, um, being raised in, in foster care or not knowing who your father was and never being able to get closure. But then at a, at a different state in your life, you may have something else that hits you and it, and it becomes your worst for that time frame. So a lot of us have things that in different parts of our lives we can consider our worst. Different parts of our lives present us with different experiences. And like I said earlier, if you're not honest and completely honest about it, you're never going to be able to move forward with it. To make the best out of your worst requires you to be honest about what it was be honest about it be get it out the closet get it from up under the bed get it from up off the back burner get it from beneath your success get it from beneath your hard work get it from beneath your business sit down and be honest about it go back and deal with it and tap into it and if you have multiple listen if you have multiple situations each one of them has to be dealt with individually and differently. Okay? You can't just go in and tackle one thing and think that's a, a fix-all. Even today in this message, it's not a fix-all. This is like a part one of 80. Because for different things in different situations, you've got to be able to um, identify these other things. So you got being honest. You got finding the evidence. The next thing that you want to do when you're trying to make the best out of your worst is analyze analyze it pick it apart what did you do what could you have done differently because a lot of people you know and it, it goes along the lines of, of, of self-blame you're gonna go through those stages even if it wasn't your fault you're gonna go through blaming yourself for it because you know the type of personality you had you could have done something differently you wish you would have done something differently at every stage of your life you're going to you're gonna you're gonna gonna find things that you say you know it was you know even if you were young 
you know, you're going to you're going to blame yourself. You know, there's nothing like and I've never had this happen, but I've heard uh, the, the, the stories and the testaments and, and the uh, the 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 horror stories of um, being raped and getting pregnant, being raped and getting pregnant and making a decision to keep that child. I, I absolutely cannot fathom my thought processes if, if I were in that situation. Um, I think it was Mark Twain who, um, somebody, one of them, one of them people, um, says where, um, I don't know who it was, but don't judge anybody until you're able to walk a mile in their shoes. You, you, you can't judge someone's worse if you've never walked in those shoes. Don't tell me how I'm supposed to feel. Don't tell me how I should feel. Don't tell me how long I'm, don't tell me to get over it. Now, don't tell me to get over it. The boy, has that ever irked y'all too? Irk, that's a kind of slang thing. Has it ever bothered y'all when people tell you to just get, tell you to get over it? Like, it, what you went through wasn't nothing, get over it. Oh, girl, you just need to get over that. Oh, you know, that relationship, oh, you just need to get over that. You just, oh, you talking about something bother me? Get over it. Do you know how bad that scarred me? You know how bad that hurt me? Do you know how bad that, 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 uh, clock in time. Okay, go on, go on, fam. Um, you know, you can't, you can't be so quick to tell people to get over things. You can't get over. You got to analyze. Let me go back to that. You got to analyze, um, where you've been, analyze your worst, find out, investigate it, investigate it and analyze it. Okay. Um, and, and even in situations where, um, especially things that require that are, that are focused on, on, on spouses, and relationships where you know um, there's a, a commitment or a covenant or what have you, and it, spousal abuse or um, spousal rape, which can happen. Um, those things, it, it, you know, finding out or even situations where um, you know it's domestic violence. You know, um, what 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 could have been done differently? You know. Um, the key to that is, is, is getting help before it gets, before it gets too bad. Notice I didn't say get out. I didn't say get out of the relationship. I said, get help. Uh, that's key getting help before it gets out of hand and get too bad. Because if you don't get help, you can get out and still be in, in, in trouble, but get help before it gets too bad. So nobody ends up, you know, um, deceased or murdered or that type of thing like that um knock on wood i'm a cop so we have to do that um you got to analyze it um whenever you're trying to make the the best out of your worst you have to learn you've got to listen and learn listen to people who have the experience listen to the people who um, oh, I know. 
Oh, no, it's not. Listen to people who um, have the experience and, 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 and have, um, have overcome things in their life. Don't You want to make sure that you're not just talking to people who, you know, that are getting your advice from people who are in the same mode of survival that you're in that but you want to you and and there are people now you can get together and come through the process together but you have to have someone who has overcome those things to lead you out and you know there are different different things that you can go through life and and find people who have um who have overcome and made the the best out of their worst um this is how you do that so you have the honesty, you have the evidence, you have analyzing, you have listen and learn. So if you go back, if you wrote those things down, you go back, if you look down your paper, it should say a word. In order for you to make the most, make the best or the most out of your worst, what does it say? For those people that have been on, you've been taking notes, what does it say? First letter. Have to be honest. You have to get the evidence. You have to analyze the whole picture, and then you have to listen and learn what that spell. In order for you to make the best out of your worst, you have to do what? Say it again, honesty. Be honest about what happened, honest about where you are. Get the evidence. There you go. Get the evidence. What happened? Who, what, when, where, and how? Analyze the whole picture. Even, you know, even, you know, self-blame is a is a part of the process. It's a part of analyzing. Yes, I I, I wish I would have done this differently. I could have done this. Listen and learn. You're exactly right, Miss Diane. You're exactly right. Y'all are right. Heal. In order to make the best out of your worst, the first you you have to heal. That you that's the main thing don't just go through life ooh, going day to day and not heal and not heal you know a part of a part of the healing process is hurting um you know and it, and it's 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 going to be a difficult thing you know how did I make the best out of my worst? And we're going to talk about what I said in the beginning, and I'm going to let you go um, in in the beginning. How long I've been on here? I can't see that part. It just say live and how many people watching. It doesn't tell me about the time. What if I press that button? Nope. Um, how I was able to make the best out of my worst was I realized that if I didn't find something about it to help me, everything about it would hurt me. If I didn't if I didn't find something in it, that's good. If I didn't find something in it to help me, everything about it would hurt me. 
48 minutes. Okay, I got 12 minutes. Um, it it would it would hurt if if I didn't find something about it that was going to benefit me or that had benefited me or how I could use it to my benefit. How I was going to use it for my uh, for a, a component into my success, then the unforgiveness, the pain, the struggle, it was going to overwhelm me. And so when I look back over the worst in my life, because it's multiple, when I look back over the worst in my life, each one of those things I've had to sit down over the years. I've had to sit down and remember we talked about last night for those that watched and those that were on last night. We talked about that list that I haven't received from any of you yet. That we talked about that list. I had to sit down with each of those things. What can I gain out of this? What, what can I find from all of these painful situations that's going to help me, that's going to benefit me? They've already hurt you. They've already hurt you. The, the, when, when that incident happened, your trauma happened. It happened. Unless you were in a situation where it continued over time, then once that situation, once that worst happened, that was the worst, that was the incident itself. What you've dealt with over the years is not the issue. Oh boy. What you've struggled with over the years wasn't the incident or the act. What you've struggled with over the years is the pain, is the, the hurt, it's the thought, the memory. And that's why it's so important for you to heal because it's our emotions now. Everything that's tied to our emotions that's getting the best of us. The act is over. And if you're on here right now and you're still in the middle of your worst, it's still happening. It's domestic violence, abuse, um, being sexually assaulted. If it's continuing to happen, then right now, you're still going through it, and so you, you have to stop the act. If it's continuing, if you keep putting yourself back in similar situations or same situations, you're not giving your body, your mind, your spirit, and your soul a chance to heal. You got to give it time. If you go in and you have a major surgery, if you go in and you have some type of work done, you just can't keep going back in, you know, and, and they're messing with this, the same thing. No, they're telling you to take time to let it heal. I'm not going to bother that. I'm not going to go back into that. So you have to make sure you give yourself time to heal. Stop the pain by dealing with your emotions. Once we deal with the self-blame, 
once we deal with you know the thought of what could have happened once we deal with the somebody said it the guilt once we deal with all of these emotions that's not an act guilt is not an act guilt is what you feel after the act shame is what you feel after the act sleepless nights what you feel after the act these are all tied into that and so what we have to do is we got to give ourselves a chance to heal and then you got to look at it and say how can i take this worse how can i take this bad thing and use it for my benefit now y'all church people y'all gonna automatically go to romans chapter what yes eight and right 28 and we know now that's key y'all i told y'all i didn't want to go to church but that's key because paul here is talking not about everybody when he says and we know that's not everybody that ain't everybody everybody don't know and we are talking about believers that's right we're it's talking about believers because everybody don't know this principle and it, not, it doesn't just apply to church. It doesn't just apply to Christians. It applies to everybody who believes. Okay? And we know that all things, all things, my husband always say this, all means all. All things. That hurt, that pain, the rape, the molestation, the abandonment, not knowing who your daddy is, your, your mama giving you up for adoption, uh, you know, um, you know, uh, the abortion or abortions that you have thought about or have even had and gone through with, you know, all there's something in that that's good that you have to make work for you. It's not going to do it by itself. Doing it, just leaving it for itself is why you have so many years of brokenness and so many years of hurt and pain. You make the best out of your it's lightning y'all i gotta make this fast you make the best out of your worst when you're honest when you go back find evidence investigate it you analyze it you listen and learn that means heal when you you make the best out of it when you heal and then when you can find something in it to benefit you let like i said day before yesterday I think it was let it drive you let it be that thing that pushes you but don't hide it don't put it on the back burner and I like it don't exist don't not deal with it you have got to deal with it there are some things that are still remaining in your life about that situation that you have not come into complete honesty about and have not been totally honest you got to go in it and dig in it that's what we're going to do we're we're going to do this together we're going to accomplish these things together we're going to heal together we're going to progress together and and i can do that because i've healed in a lot of places i'm still growing i'm still you know in the process